listener, join us on this very windy edition of Punk Goes Pod as we discuss Fearless Records' Punk Goes Ellipses series. Get the mood right for this one because it's going to be a very nonchalant episode. Nonchalant? Nonchalant episode of Punk Goes Pod. Imagine if I did the entire episode in this cadence. I think I would lose my mind by the end of it. <laughs> I, uh, lots of things are just annoying me unreasonably at the moment. I think it's because we're metaphorically locked inside. I don't know. I mean, we're literally locked inside because our door's locked. Well, yeah, inside. that's just common sense. Yeah. But I know what you mean. Um, Yeah, week yeah. four of a... Six week. Six week lockdown. Which, look, it could span beyond that. And I'm getting kind of sick of people being like, we're nearly done. It's like, we're probably not. Yeah, we're <laughs> probably not. And if, look, if it means that our numbers continue to drop, then it's for the good, the greater good. Um, Sorry, I took a really deep breath then, but it was because I was yawning. I should have just made the yawning bit audible so it wasn't so odd. So you weren't just hearing <laughs> But, um... <laughs> That's fine. That's all right. Uh, this week's song is Don't Be So Hard by The Audition, as covered by The Audition for Punk Goes Acoustic Volume 2, my uh, least favourite album artwork of probably oh, all of Punk Goes. Just the acoustic ones. They're so bad. I don't know what it is about these ones that makes them particularly bad. I guess Acoustic 3, like, it's just... It looks like a sort of like a, it's a record shop or like mm. coffee shop. Kind of has that sort of like. Well, it just looks like something you'd find in like a Starbucks. Yeah, it kind of has that <laughs> '90s sort of you know Seattle. Yeah, I've never been to Seattle in the '90s. But... <laughs> I've never been to Seattle at all, except through watching the hijinks of Fraser Crane. Ah, hey baby. Mm. It's quite stylish. <laughs> Even though I'm. A hundred percent certain that was filmed in Los Angeles, but ah, oh, fucking hell! Can you trust anything anymore? Well, I mean, none of those. Like Seinfeld wasn't filmed in New York. Mm. Friends wasn't filmed in New York. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, but anyway, how's your? Uh, even though we've we've been locked down, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been fine. I'm trying to think of like interesting people watching things that I've come across. The only one I can think of is like. At the moment, my routine is go to the cafe around the corner every morning and get a coffee because I am frivolous with my money. Um, and yeah, it was really cute. The other day, there was a couple there with their baby and one of them must have been going to work or something, but they were getting their coffee before he went and they gave each other like a quick peck on the lips through their masks. <laughs> and I know that's not responsible mask usage, but it was just so cute. I was like, I'm going to let it pass. I mean, yeah, we'd probably do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was just very cute, because it wasn't even like, a, oh, whoops, I forgot we were, like, it was very deliberate and very tender, and Aww. that was very heartwarming. No. How are you? Cute. Yeah, not bad. You are cute. Oh, thank you. Um, sorry, just going to turn the light on, get the mood set. Uh. I explained to you last week, I had a, an interesting experience reading the, it's like the 1930 released um, Russian novel um, by Mikhail Bulgakov, the, the Master and Margarita, mm -hmm. which is about the devil goes to Soviet Russia. Okay. And there's like things like there's a giant cat called Behemoth and, <laughs> and a woman gets turned into a witch and it's, it's a really, it's a, it's kind of a fun read um i couldn't really delve into like what the metaphor was but like it was just it was it's an interesting read but it's it's yeah it's the devil in in soviet russia and i'm reading this book and you're in here the study while you're working and you're listening to britney spears <laughs> and it's just it's just an interesting contrast to be reading about satan while hearing toxic by britney spears oh, oh britney I have a lot of Britney feelings at the moment, but we don't need to get into them because this isn't a Britney podcast. <laughs> um, hashtag free Britney is all I'll say. 
I did want to talk about really briefly uh, sad news um, in the metal community. Uh, mm. Lead singer Riley Gale, uh, lead singer of the the thrash band Power Trip, Riley Gale, mm. passed away sadly yesterday at yeah. the age of thirty four. It seems like it's we don't quite know. It's being sort of kept under wraps how he died. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not going to speculate on that, but yeah, super sad. He was super young and. They're like, they're up there as like one of the you know, forerunners for you know, um, just super influential modern day thrash metal bands. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think there was plans for a new album, and I'm, I'm sure there probably will be like a post mortem sort of mm. thing. But yeah, just uh, yeah, someone cut down or you know taken away from us too early. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't listened to Power Trip. Like, I think I knew the name before, but, yeah, just on social media yesterday, it was, like, equal parts sad and kind of heartwarming to see, like, the sort of thrash metal community or, like, fan base sort of coming together, like... Yeah, like, it extended past that, like, the Black Dahlia murder. Oh, for sure, Which is like, oh, I think we did, like, one tour with them. Didn't really know them that well, but, man, this is sad. Yeah. Yeah, just a whole bunch of, like metal bands it just yeah really like i know that i can rag on like the scene for being quite insular in like a bad sense but yeah then you see these really lovely shows of like support and affection and Mm. i guess companionship like yeah the amount of people within my own circles that were like oh yeah like he was a lovely guy or like Mm. My band looked up to his band. My band played with his band. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just keep your loved ones close and look after yourself and look after each other, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But with that, shall we get into the song? Sure. The original get into the song i mean let's talk about the band so the audition Mm -hmm. formed in 2003 from chicago illinois Mm -hmm. they were originally signed to victory records and i i had it written down i remember borrowing from a friend in high school yeah um who i was in my punk band with he had like a it's like a sampler dvd of um victory records bands and their film clips yep so it was like it, it exposed me to Betray You, Darkest Hour, uh, other bands like Spittlefield and Silverstein. Mm-hmm. Um, I was yeah, exposed to these bands from this. It was, I, I think I have it written down. It was like a video game demo disc. I don't know. I'm doing a circle <laughs> motion with my hands. It's like, yes, you know what a DVD disc looks like? Like the 303 symbol. <laughs> but it was sort of like a video game demo disc, but for bands. I really miss that concept of like the demo disc or like the sampler, like yeah. record label sampler. Because yeah, I remember getting one for Fueled by Ramen when I got my copy of A Fever You Can't Sweat Out by Panic at the Disco. And yeah, that had the Academies, it had Paramore... Um, oh, I can't remember who, I think like Hey Monday or something, but like, yeah. And I ended up like extremely vibing with those bands. Like, yeah, yeah I just miss that because uh, of course, for the most part now, it's probably just been replaced by playlists and yeah. just social. So like, here's what we're listening to. But yeah, I really miss that like tangible thing of like, this represents like a subset of bands, blah, blah, blah. But also, this is us. This is who we 
this is you know the bands that we represent yeah this is, exactly this is you know kind of our group this is yeah. our, our umbrella this is what yeah. we stand for this is yeah. yeah i miss that yeah no i get that i totally agree and it's like you know, you'd buy a magazine and it would have a sampler CD and yeah, know, or you know, a, a video game magazine that would have you know a demo disc on it and just make like the magazine super fucking bulky. But, <laughs> yeah, and you'd keep your demo discs. Sometimes, like I'd play them and hope that maybe I'd unlocked something in it so that it would have the full game on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's very wishful thinking on your part. It never did. Aww. Yeah. So the audition, they they split up in around about 2012, but mm-hmm. reunited in 2018. Yep. This makes me sad. I, no, actually, no, not this doesn't make me sad, because they did actually play this, but their reunion tour included a set at the 2018 Slam Dunk Festival. Mm-hmm. And I've also written down, I will forever be upset that this isn't a festival combining punk and two-on-two basketball games, like how the early Vans Warp Tours included skateboarding with the music. Yeah, I could see it. I feel like basketball is like... Oh, it's not at all punk. Oh, see, I was going to say, like, I feel like that is sort of like the punk sport. Because, like, I don't know. I feel like that's the one where the merch is sort of co-opted as, like, punk merch as well. Definitely hardcore. Like, hardcore dudes wear the, yeah, that's wear the basketball point. jerseys. Yeah. Basketball shorts. Because it's comfy. It's comfy as shit. But also just that sort of mentality of, like... These guys are great. Fuck those other guys. So I did get... This was what made me sad. So I um, looked into 2020's Slam Dunk. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. That fucking... A lot of um, bands that we'll be covering at some point if we haven't already. Yeah, some of them we have. But like... So on the Jägermeister stage would be uh, headlined by Good Charlotte. You know what? I would... I would dig seeing Good Charlotte at some point in my life. Hang on. I'm just trying to find the... Yeah, I would like to see them. Oh, wait, no, that's... that's that was 2018. That's 2018, 2019. Oh, yeah, so the 2020 um, lineup was going to be... There's a band just called A. <laughs> the letter A. <laughs> a? So Alkaline Trio, Bayside, Billy Talent, Chunk, No Captain Chunk, who we've talked about. Code Orange, which Code Orange. they're huge, like, yeah, from what I've heard. They're pretty sick. Comeback Kid, Dance Gavin Dance, D's Nuts. Don Broco. Don Broco, Face to Face. Four Years Strong, Hands Like Houses, Issues, Mayday Parade, Me First, and the Gimme Gimmies, who we talked about last week. Yep. Uh, yeah, shit, No Effects. No Effects, Pennywise. Refused. Real Big Fish. Oh, man. Some is... 41. I could have... Wait, I, well, I mean, we'd have to actually be in England, but I could have redeemed myself oh, I'm and still saw Some so 41. The Used, in... The Vandals. We Came as Romans. Yeah, it's just... And Zebrahead. There's more, but yeah. Fuck, it is so windy well, out Yeah, there. like, if we suddenly cut out, it's because our house is blown away. <laughs> but hopefully not. Are we Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz? I'm honest, there are days where I'm convinced that our windows are just going to shatter. Like, even, like, when Boss hops up on the windowsill, I'm just t- terrified he's one day just going to hurl himself out the window. <laughs> um, anyway. I'll get you, my pretty. But, yeah, I... Fuck, I miss shows. I really do. Yeah. How sick would that have been? The yeah. Slam Dunk Festival. That was a slam dunk. But, like, again, like, looking at the Wikipedia page for Slam Dunk Festival... Like, on 14th of May, Slam Dunk announced that the festival will no longer be held in 2020... Although the festival is expected and scheduled to return on 29th and 30th of May 2021. No. <laughs> That's mm. not like... Uh, Maybe 2022. I get like... He's also probably looking a bit too optimistic. But I really, really do appreciate the optimism. But like, things aren't going to be back to business next year. Like, we're going to need plenty of lead time to get our shit together again. Once there's a vaccine. And that's something I need to kind of remind myself is... Just because, like, when January tw- uh, January 1st, 2021 rolls around... Oh, yeah, it's not just going to tick over to, like, well, we're good. Yeah, we're, we're fine. The 2020's over, so now we can start, you know, enjoying things again. It's like, well, no, there's still going to be a virus mm. out there. 
It's a super bummer. <laughs> I know. I try not to think about it too much because it just makes me very depressed and I go into a spiral. But, um... Ba, 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 da, ba. Yeah, so... Look, maybe in, like, 2024... Although we'd have to go to England for it. Honestly, like, the next major festival that comes out this way, like, what, it was supposed to be... Download. Download. I know that I hate festivals. Like, Download, I was honestly planning on strategically just going Mm. at the end of the day to catch my Cam and Jimmy world. Like, I don't care. Like, the next festival that comes here and is viable and is, like, I'm going for the whole day, like, 9am to, like, midnight because I need my fill. Yeah, I think Carcass was going to come on at like midday, so it was going to be. I was going to try to get there by about eleven thirty. Yeah. My thing with um, I'm going to reveal that I have a bit of a shy bladder, <laughs> and and so like the whole thing with going to a festival is you don't really have privacy to use the toilet. Yeah. So every time I've gone to a music festival. I've held it in all day. Oh my god, that can't be healthy. No, it can't be. So, oh. I I always think like, yeah, like a festival would be really fun and then I think, oh yeah, but you ain't um you ain't peeing all day. <laughs> you got to get it all out by the time you leave and don't drink anything. Oh man, that sounds stressful. Way more stressful than it has any worth or right being. Or I could just figure out in my brain what's going on with <laughs> With my shy bladder, and try and try and sort that out, and so I don't have to uh, have these issues. I think one of my most vivid festival memories is still going on like one of those extreme rides at the big day out with my friend after bullying her into going with me, and she had like such a bad time that like we got off and she was on like her hands and knees on the ground, just like trying to reconnect with gravity. <laughs> I felt so guilty. So if you're listening, Cassie, I apologise once again. I I love you, but there's not really... We're nearly 10 years in, like, I don't feel like I need to impress you anymore, so (laughs) you're not going to get me on any I'm not. No, I'm not going to get my... Like, that was the, like... That was the first time where I genuinely felt unsafe on a ride, and I realised that I was a mortal person. (laughs) And as my body sort of slammed against, like, the wrong end of the thing that holds you in, I was yeah. like, I am going to fall out of this and die. And Oof. I was very pleased that I didn't. And I have not been on a ride since. The last ride... No, the last ride we went on was in New Zealand. When oh, we were, yeah! We were at that... What was that place? What, Rotorua? Was it in... I think it was in Rotorua. And it was basically, like, you went on sort of, like, a log cabin ride. Not log cabin. Oh, yeah. You went on, like, a log ride and yeah. it had, like superimposed sort of like video footage of of you know sort of like old maori warriors yeah that's right and then like just for no reason it then had a drop it was that's supposed right. to be education yeah but then it had a drop and it wasn't even it wasn't even like it was a tremendous drop it might have been like two stories it was one of those sort of like i don't know why i want to say like canyon ride that doesn't even make sense but like it was all like one of those log things that goes down a slope and you're in, suspended in water and like... Yeah. I just keep... I don't know. It was thrilling though. But even that made me go, oh, with my stomach. And you were like, again. And I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, all right, I'll do it again. And it didn't get better the second time. Didn't get better the second time around. I, I get like stomach lurches if I approach a corner too fast in my car while I'm driving and in control of it. See, like... I get kind of travel sick, like, if I'm not driving. I And that's a huge statement. I was thinking the other day, like, it's only been about a year since I got my full license. Yeah. Um, but, like, I think it's just any rides that involve my body not being attached to the ground or some form of ground, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Like, as much as I miss it, I just cannot risk. Like, where, like that log thing... I knew I was safe because, like, what was I going to do? Like, drown in, like, I don't know, 30 centimetres of water kind of thing. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just so weird. I just, I hate that, like, when you're an adult, and I'm getting animated because I'm trying to cover the sound of, like, rain slapping against our window. Um, I miss, like, I hate the fact that you reach a certain age, and A, you have, like, a higher distance to fall, because, like, you're taller than you used to be when you were a kid, but B, like, you just lose 
any nerve that you once had. I really hate that. Yeah. Like, it just makes me so sad, because I used to just be like, hell yeah, I'll do this thing, I'll eat this thing, I'll... and now I'm just like, mm-mm. Yeah. Even though, like, no one's getting out of this alive anyway. I, I'm yeah. so, I'm so boring. I wouldn't go skydiving, I wouldn't go bungee jumping. Um, I feel like I could still railroad myself into doing it, but I totally understand that. Yeah. I would only do it because it would be like, but you'll regret it. Mm. But, yeah, I don't know. I even, like, just even sort of jumping over a railing or something gives me chills. Ah, yeah. Like, all that brief patch of time for, like, maybe the second or third time that I tried roller derby and, like, doing a jump over one of those tiny little, like, markers. Yeah. And I ate shit and, like, rolled and fell backwards on my head. And they were like, are you okay? Like, they were genuinely concerned I was concussed because I just, like, slammed my... So, like, mm. there's just, yeah, any sense of just being a daredevil is gone. <laughs> yeah. That's what being in your late 20s, early 30s... I know. Sucks. <laughs> anyway, we should keep talking about the audition. So... The song Don't Be So Hard featured on the audition's debut album Controversy Loves Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why I wrote this in, but I just thought it was funny. <laughs> According to the Wikipedia page, Don't Be So Hard has a music video, but I searched everywhere and could not find that. Yeah, I had a look as... Oh my god, I just did that vocal tick that really annoys me and I specifically edited it out of last week's episode. Anyway. um, oh, I was about to do it again. You know when people go... Before they start talking. Oh, yeah. Ugh, I hate that so much. And I did it like five times last week and had to edit them all out. Um, yeah, I had a look as well and I couldn't find it either. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel that saddened that I didn't get to see. I was curious because it would have been such a time capsule of like 2005. Yeah, that is true. Like that was when I was like maximum emo. Like it would have been such a thing to immerse myself in that again but yeah i couldn't find it yeah oh well eh. maybe wikipedia lied <laughs> um i did like that they have a song called dance dance revolution though that's one other thing i like i'm gonna add that to the list of things for when we can be out in public again is ddr you want to do ddr like i'm crap at it but i like it even that's a bit too risky to me <laughs> I suppose that platform is raised by, what, like 15, 20 centimetres? If that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Good time. We should do a karaoke arcade. Oh, man. Session. I think we need to innovate the idea of socially distant karaoke. Like, figure out a way that you can still have booths and still have your friends, but, like, not have them be so small. So that we can get back into it ASAP. Why are our friends so small? What? No. <laughs> I meant the room. Because <laughs> it's always like, this room has a maximum capacity of 14 people. And then you get like six in there and you're all like shoulder yeah. to shoulder. It's a couch is all you Yeah. Know. I don't know. God, I miss karaoke. But we're all good friends, so it doesn't matter if we're really close. This is true. But if the lack of a vaccine dictates that we can't be in a small and close spaces, that means karaoke is off the table until... We are all immunised. Yeah. We keep going back to it. We need to stop. I know. <laughs> we, uh, we know it's horrible. It's just painful. Um, F. All right. So why don't we discuss the song, the original, mm-hmm. from 2005's Controversy Loves Company. Uh, what, do you, what do you think of it? I was saying to you before we started, like, I'm ambivalent towards it like I don't have a huge amount of thoughts to verbalize about it um they're like yuck our cat is biting his nails really hard and it's really um distracting you might get some uh some ASMR nail disgusting sun um it'd be great if someone had never listened before and like if we just started talking about Boss and they didn't realise he was a cat. Yeah. And we just have this son that we, like, resent. <laughs> we think he's gross and smelly and... Anyway. Oh, there he goes. Um, and by ASMR, I mean ass mister. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I remember the audition being a thing. Because, again, like, they're... I think... Well, yeah. In 2005 is when they released Controversy Loves Company. 
Like, they definitely ran in the same circles as the bands I listened to. Yeah. But for some reason, again, and we've talked about this before, like, I only had so much bandwidth to get into, like, X amount of bands. So, like, I remember seeing them in, like, Alternative Press and, like, Kerrang! and all that, but I just never got into them because I was like, oh, but I've already got these bands. I'm good. And by bandwidth, you mean the elastic band we're all given and how many bands we can fit into that elastic band. Well, yeah, bandwidth being, like, I only have a certain width of bands that I can slot into my disc collection of compact discs. Oh, yeah. I was making a joke. I know. (laughs) So was I. Did you not realise? I did. Good. I was about to say, okay, we need to pause for a sec. Um... Yeah, they kind of definitely feel like a B-tier band. Like, not not in the sense of, like, quality, just in the sense definitely of... Definitely like an opener side stage band. Yes. Yeah. 100%. You would have definitely... Not not you personally, but this would have definitely <laughs> you, been... You, Emma. You, Emma, have probably seen this band. No. <laughs> this would have been the band to open up for, you know, My Chemical Romance in their, in their Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. Revenge? Except that My Chemical Romance opened for... Green Day and Jimmy World. For three cheers? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, but that's because but, like they were touring over here, I think, for the first time. But in the States. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Where they were where they were getting a following faster than, than in Australia. Where they probably were doing at that stage then their own sort of like headline club shows. Yes, they were. Yeah. But like sorry, did you want to finish? No. Sorry. <laughs> um I was going to be sassy and say, that's what it feels like, but <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, like, looking at their Wikipedia page, like, they played gigs with the likes of the Academy Is. They opened for Head Automatica and Jack's Mannequin. They supported Newfound Glory over here in April 2007. They played the Warp Tour in 2006 and 2007. They supported Boys Like Girls, All Time Low, We The Kings. Um, yeah. They so, supported Story of the Year in Australia. Like, it's just... So this is the band version of Always the Bridesmaid. Yeah! Always the Bridesmaid, not the Bride. And I think, like, that's a really... Like, this sort of overall analogy is a really good way of putting it. Because, like, say... Those times where I did see, like, I don't know, the likes of, like, All Time Low or Jack's Mannequin or, like, had I seen the audition opening for them, I probably would have been like, oh my god, these guys are really good. I'll go to their merch booth and buy a CD. Yes. But they didn't, like, but I didn't see them. So beyond, yeah, beyond magazine articles and, like, whatever few websites I was visiting in, like, mid-2000s internet, like, yeah, they just... They were on the radar, but I didn't fuck with them. Yeah. And so, like, listening to it, like, it's very... The sound... And, like, again, not... It sounds awful, but, like, it's just... It sounds like a lot of the other bands that I was listening to anyway. Yeah. Yeah, like, it definitely... As I said, like, it's definitely a B-tier band, not in the sense of... B for Bridesmaid. Yeah, B for Bridesmaid. (laughs) Bridesmaid-tier band. Yep. (laughs) Not in the sense of quality, because it's definitely good. Um, it's just, I don't know. I feel like there was only so much room for these sorts of bands. Yeah. You could only have, you know, so many headliners. You had to have someone who was going to be your support act. Yeah. Yeah. And look, you can make a, a, a solid career out of it. And that, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, you know, and maybe... Maybe there just is that something that makes them a little bit unremarkable. Just a little bit. That makes that doesn't make you go, oh, wow, I need all of this. This is going to be huge. And it's funny because, like, even just going back to those bands that they supported that I used to really enjoy, like, yeah, even some of those bands were, again, sort of not a lesser tier, but, like, a less exposed tier of band at least over here so like i don't know the academy is um boys like girls we the kings that kind like even those bands like they've sort of filtered through to like the nostalgia era of like emo pop punk like for instance like 
the academy is aren't around anymore. Like the bass player plays for Carly Rae Jepsen, which is sick. One of them awesome. plays for Hillsong. Um, Not awesome. No, um, but he was. He seems nice anyway. Um, but yeah, like. I mean, they all seem nice, but ask them their stance on gay marriage. I know. I know. Anyway. Um, but yeah, like, these bands were already sort of that step down from, like, your Fall Out Boys, your Mike Ms, yeah. your whatevers. These guys are a step down from them, so it's just kind of like, oof. Like... It also, in my opinion, kind of has something to do with maybe the name. The name is... I hate the name The Audition. It's so bland. It's so generic. It's It puts it up there with, like, you know, the script. Yeah. Like, so according to Danny Stevens, the band name came from whenever performing, it always felt like an audition. It's just like, okay. Mm. Like, that's very sort of scene culture, like, imagery, I guess. Yeah, but it doesn't even... Like, because that, that's kind of a snarky way to look at it. But it, mm-hmm. it, it, it well, it's mo- that sort of underdog thing. It's like, yeah, it always feels like we're we're playing an audition, like. But you don't really get that in the name. I yeah, no, I hear you. I think like slightly irrelevant. I could have sworn that their name used to be styled as one word, but I think I'm just having that weird like um, Mandela effect thing. I don't know, because mm. I remember seeing all this press for the audition and thinking, like, their name's a bit wanky, but okay. But it's just, like, you look at other other bands in the scene, that was one of the things about, you know, pop punk and emo bands. They always had really cool names. Yeah. Like My Chemical Romance, Fallout Boy, Panic at the Disco, Story of the Year, even a band like The Academy is. It yeah. has that little bit of ambiguity. What is the academy? <laughs> you know, That's true. it's it. Yeah, it's just it. Just I would look at it, if I had a choice between if I looked at these two bands, My Chemical Romance and The Audition, mm. and all I had was their band name, and I could I could go down one's one's one path, one's the other path. It's kind of the red pill or the blue pill, but I'm not talking about that. But it's just like which one sounds more interesting? Well, it's My Chemical Romance. Yeah, it just. I don't know. Just, yeah. Oh, every show felt like an audition. Yeah, but the name doesn't quite, like, scream out at me. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, because, like... Yeah. Oh, like... I haven't thought a hell of a lot about that before, I feel like. I don't know. I feel like I'm lying through my teeth, but I think it's just because I can't form proper thoughts at the moment. But, like... Because, like, for instance, the band The Cab, like, I never got super into them. Mm. But I was able to look past that and be like, okay, these guys are sort of on the hype machine. Like, let's see what I think of them. Or, yep. like... But it's true. Like, the audition is just like... Yeah. And... Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's... I don't know. I just... But in saying that, like, yes, I, I, I really dislike the name. But in saying that, I still think it's... I still think there's a lot of good here. And yeah. I, I did listen to Controversy Loves Company. Yeah. And, yeah, it's really solid. It is in that same sort of tier as, you know, does remind me of kind of bands like Thursday and mm. a little bit of Alexis on Fire. And Quick question, like, yes. quick debate. Alex is on fire or Alexis on fire? Alexis. Yeah, I always said Alexis as well. I remember reading somewhere, like, someone being like, oh, but it's Alex's. And I was just like, nah. Like, I don't think it is. But it's also, like... It's not. Like, there's also the name Alexis, so... Mm. You know. No. You um, silly person. But, yeah, just sort of... It, it definitely puts me in that space of 2005. Yeah. Um, you know, emo, pop, punk, uh, taking things... Maybe not... I'm not saying too seriously, but, like, it has that, that serious edge to it. Yeah. Um, Can be a little bit saccharine at times, but... Yeah. Yeah. Look, I and and going on the the topic of the song itself, mm-hmm. I I like it. I think it's a it's a solid song. Um, it definitely I I do like the build how it starts off. You know the 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 juxtaposition between the intro and the first verse to then the chorus is really good. It almost gives you a sort of chaotic feel mm. to it in the in the chorus. I just wish there was something 
I think I wish there was something in there that built it up a bit more. I wish that the the say you'll never ever say you'll never ever part, mm. which makes me cringe a little bit. Um, I wish that part was for something a bit faster, something a bit yeah, as I said, more chaotic. I want that. It feels like it needed like dare I say, like, gang vocals or, like, some sort of, like, stomping, Mm. like, kind of... I don't know. See, it's funny that you mentioned, like, that switch from, like, first verse to chorus, like, the change in tempo. That really gives me the shits. I kind of wish it would stay at that slower tempo. Oh, see, I like that. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, and that's the thing. It's, like, there's no reason for me not to like it, but for some reason I was just like, oh, I was liking the way it was going. And then it just becomes, like, a very generic, like... Mm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, no, because I, I just, I like the speed of it. And it, um, as I said, I, I feel like they do it really well, that, that that jump from one speed to another. Yeah, they do do it well. And I just I just needed something in that bridge that, that could sort of elevate it. Mm. Um, so that when it, when they do the fast chorus again, it, it seems almost like it's slowed down or something. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just, yeah, like, like I said, it's good. Mm. Um, I don't, yeah, like, I don't hate it, but it's, yeah, I just needed something to kick it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think one thing that, and, like, this is only slightly, well, no, it's not related. I'm really bad at segues tonight. Um, looking at the lyrics, it, like, that saccharine sort of quality you talked about, like, I do love that they just sort of follow that blueprint of pop punk band from the mid 2000s like yeah. just the in air quotes wordplay in the lyrics like it's clever but then looking at it as a 29 year old 29 year old as opposed to a 14, 14 year old like it's just it's kind of cute because it's the kind of shit I would have written in my journal and been like man I'm so smart like I'm so literate yeah. and clever and but then it's like don't be so hard on yourself. The name of the game is humiliation mm-hmm. and thanks for your admiration. I never thought I'd say this. The way that we play has its confrontation and guilt by association. It has a really good meter to it. Yeah. But it's also not, like, it's a lot of words not saying much. Yeah. And it just sort of makes me chuckle because it's quite cute. Like, It's like the first semester of creative writing. Yeah. Like, or to me, honestly, even a bit earlier. Like, it's that, like... Yeah. Yeah, like like year eleven, year twelve. Yeah, English, English literature. class because you, you're learning some big words and you're learning about like meters and. But you don't quite know how to put those words together. Yeah. To mean something, because as you said, yeah, it's just sort of it's like yeah, it's it's nice words, but what does it all mean? And I just I love that. Like it's, but yeah, had I listened to this as a fourteen year old, I would have been like, damn, that's so true. Like. The games that, or like the way that I play with my crush, like it's just so like, mm. but it's like, no, oh, like, <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> like just sit down, like it's not that mystifying. It shouldn't be that mystifying. Anyway, that just made me very happy. I do like the sort of interplay between like the. It's almost like there's a conversation between two people happening in the chorus, like. And they're sort yeah. of umming and ahhing, like, are we going to do this? Are we not going to do this? So, like, that's clever. But then also it's like, but Taking Back Sunday already did that. And they did it really well. And yeah. that's why I listened to them over this, for instance. Again, like, they probably opened for Taking Back Sunday at some point <laughs> yeah. in their career. Yeah. But, but no, like, it's very solid. It's just, yeah. It's that thing of, like, a lot of other bands were just as solid, if not more so, which is why I never listened to them. Mm. It's, it gets a B for, like, B for effort. A B for Bridesmaid. B for Bridesmaid. <laughs> it's going to milk that one. Look, and I'm, I I was always going for, you know, Bs and Cs. Oh, fuck no. I was going for As, anything yeah, you, below you that. Were, I was you were the, crying. <laughs> I mean, you were the ducks of your school, so, yeah. That's a very sad victory to cling on to <laughs> you, but you don't though but i'm saying like you were you were the yeah look the, you got the highest i was the point um 
What does Poindexter mean, like, in a literal sense, I wonder? Because, like, I know that colloquially it's... A boringly studious and socially inept person. Yes, that's very correct. (laughs) Was and am a Poindexter. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you're laughing a little bit too hard at that. I'm just thinking of every person we've called a Poindexter (laughs) in the past as well. Because that is something that we've called a lot of people Uh, in the past. Yeah. Fucking, this band is a bit of a Poindexter. (laughs) Oh, man. Should we talk about the acoustic one? (laughs) Yep. I mean, probably not. That's probably not going to happen. But I feel like every time we sort of, not like slam a band, but every time we're just sort of like, yeah, it was all right. They're the ones that always retweet our episodes. I know. Like, it's it's shit, right? Because like, in air quotes again, music criticism is like, that's a, or like criticism is a part of art. And it's not like we're saying like, you guys are the worst people and, like, we yeah. hate you. No. It's just, like, you guys are good, but, like, ultimately, yeah. I don't know. Like, it we... sucks, because, like, as someone who... Sorry, I'm playing the role of butting in at the moment. You're so being I'm... the Sam. <laughs> I'm just really Samming it tonight. Um, you go. Don't I'm... mind if I sandwich myself in this uh, <laughs> conversation. I used to think they were called sandwiches. Oh, just for you. Yeah, just for me. <laughs> And only me. If you eat a sandwich, fuck you. So did your brother have ant witches? No. He was just stealing my sandwiches. Oh. Even though I didn't make them or they weren't for me. Mm. Um, I don't know what I was going to say. Oh, man. Let's just, uh, let's just... Oh, yeah, no, it's just to say, like, but we also have a show where we talk about music and sometimes it's great and sometimes it's not so great. Like, we're not shitting on it so much. It's just... Yeah. And that's the thing is like we're allowed to have our own opinion. Yeah. And I get it though. Like as someone who cannot handle criticism at all, it makes me very upset. <laughs> um, yeah, it does feel mean to have the shoe on the other foot, but also I'm sure these guys are doing fine. Yeah. All right. What do we think of the acoustic version? I really like it. I like it as well. Mm. For an acoustic version, yeah, it's usually... I fucking hate it. But yeah, yeah I, I, I like this. It's funny, like, I assumed that they'd recorded it just because I wasn't thinking with my brain about how, like, what year Acoustic 2 was done. I thought, like, there was a significant gap between the original and the cover because it feels like Danny's voice has progressed so much. Yes. But it's only two years. Okay. I mean, you can still progress in two years. Yeah, but, like, it's... Because I think that's one of the things, like... It's one of the emblematic things about the original and also one of the more saccharine things is the the way he enunciates and just the, if you want to. Mm. Like, whereas he feel Like, his throat feels a bit... His throat? <laughs> <laughs> I shoved my fist down his throat and if... No. 
his voice feels like kind of throaty and like full bodied in it. But also, in the cover, I should say. I don't know if we know how old they are. They may have been. Shit, that's a good point. They may. I mean, in two thousand and five, they may have been kind of young. They may have been. Ah, uh, what's his name? Danny Stevenson, was it? Yes, Stevens. They might have been kind of kind of young, like you know, maybe in their late teens or something. So he might have matured a little bit in those two years. Um, I'll go over sort of yeah, like what I what I appreciate about this. I mean. This is something only for me, but at the start, it kind of sounds like um, one of the songs from... It doesn't sound so much like it, but it makes me think of one of the songs from the Final Fantasy VIII soundtrack. Okay. When you go into Balam City. Balam City? I can't remember. It's, one of those, it's like this little <laughs> beach... I can't answer that It's this you. little beach town, and the song is just called Breezy. Like as you said, like he just sounds a bit more throaty in it. Yeah, and like it's it's definitely like the the vocals have sort of matured a bit. It's got more behind it than a lot of the other acoustic covers. Um, I still think my favorite acoustic cover will probably be the Circus Survive one. Yep, just because that was vastly different from the original. Yeah, but and both of them were just like just hit it out of the park for me. But with this one, it definitely they definitely put more effort into it than just hey let's let's you know get an acoustic guitar and and Danny you can just sing yeah um, like and I like the sort of you know the interplay in the um, say yeah. you never ever yep part you know so it's probably like the guitarist or something singing mm. with him um, and there is like the electric guitar part as well. Which yep. isn't like full distortion, but it's you know it's it is quite a it's quite a nice sound that when you get an, an acoustic and an electric pairing mm. up with one another. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it just has it just has body to it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like I really appreciate that, and I prefer this to the original just because it does have more oomph to it. So based on his Twitter profile. He was born in 86, so... He would have been 19. Yeah. Yeah. And then, what, 21. 21. So, so yeah, it's just, I find that, like, it honestly just feels like there's been such a, like, vast gap of, like, developing between the two, but it really wasn't. Remember, the album was released in 2005. They could have recorded yeah, it sometime true. in 2004. Um, no, it's, it's impressive. Yeah. I, um, I just feel like they, they just... As I, I think I, th- I just think I said it earlier. They just—it feels like they put a bit more thought and effort into it. Yeah. Um, look, they still keep the fast part as well yeah. in the chorus, um, which I appreciate. You know, a fast acoustic guitar. Why not? Yep. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I really have much else thought-wise. No, I don't either, which is sad. You're, you're doom scrolling. No, I'm not. I'm just scrolling. I was just looking at Danny Stevens's Wikipedia page. Well, Nate, no, his Google results. Wait, can doom scrolling not just mean scrolling? No. So doom scrolling is specifically when you're like looking at a feed of just like awful news. So like, pretty much every time you log on to Twitter is doom scrolling at yeah. the moment because everything is horrible. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But no, I like the cover. And you said you like it more than the original. Yes. As well. I think there's definitely not... Like I said, like the there's parts in the original that sort of make me cringe. Just a little bit. Yeah. Just the slightest little bit. But in this there isn't. That's Yeah, just overall it feels a lot more considered and mature almost. Yeah. Which again, like I'm still very impressed that that amount of growth happened. In two years. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I... Yeah. Anyway. No. Um, I mean, it's an acoustic episode. 
they usually are a little bit shorter. Yeah. So, yeah, um, the, we're probably, you know, at a good point. Yeah. Hell yeah or yeah nah. Look, I'm going to say hell yeah. Listen to both of them. Yeah. Get an opinion. Um, I, I think I'm with you, though. I think I prefer the acoustic version mm. over the original. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just has that sort of that growth and that, that fullness to it that, yeah. that I really appreciate. Um, like a fine wine. Like a fine wine. We drank, we almost drank a full bottle of red last week for the first time in our lives. Fun fact, red wine makes me depressed. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I want to drink red wine for a while. I want to finish off the wine because it would seem frivolous to throw it away, but I don't want to drink any more after that because I was very sad <laughs> for a Friday night. Oh, man. <laughs> Why am I like this? Yeah, that's uh, we sort of were like people that we were those people that were like, oh, I don't like red wine. So we mm. got through some of it. Yeah, <laughs> probably shouldn't have, but that's fine. Uh, All what, bets are off this what, year. What else are we gonna do? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, next week's song. Oh yeah, I didn't even look at that. What are we doing next week? I don't know. What? By Ozzy Osbourne. Ah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, as covered by, I am. Is that turned down? Tuned down? I feel like it's just turned down. Turn, maybe turned down, but it's like turned, and then O W N. It's the. It's all one word. So then turned down, turned T- down, turned down. Maybe I don't know. Sure. I'm uh, just making for, shit up, honestly. For punk goes metal. That it's <laughs> punk goes metal one because I'm gonna release punk goes metal two. Sick. Some point in my life. Mm-hmm. Collaborate with Fearless Records. Why not? Get them in on it. I'm rambling, so we should probably stop. Or else I will continue. Yeah, I think you should press stop. I'm pressing stop.